are a W-2 capitalist. You are addressing the gap between your successful, fulfilling W-2 job and building wealth for your family through real estate investing. You are ready to earn, invest, repeat. Welcome to the W-2 Capitalist Podcast. Now, let's get to work. Here's your host, Jay Helm. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Jay Helms, and I'm the founder of this podcast and movement known as the W2 Capitalist. Today, I have amazing guests with us, Matthew Porcaro. Hopefully, I got that right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> uh, Matthew and I have been trying to connect for a while, and I was just joking with him before I hit the record button. I probably need to start off every episode by apologizing to our guests because I've had to reschedule. Um, we do have three little germ factories that we absolutely love running around our house. They're all under five right now. So there's, there's, uh, there, you know, everybody has actually been sick this week, Matthew. So it's uh, <laughs> Wednesday. So, um, that time of the year. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And, and, you know, I know when, uh, we don't necessarily, so we're in Pensacola, Florida and, um, we get these crazy, uh, temperature swings. Right. Mm-hmm. Where it'll mm-hmm. change 30 or 40 degrees in one day. Mm-hmm. And um, it happens quite frequently. It, it helps boost the economy around here, I guess, when tourist season's gone. Yeah. <laughs> and it helps <laughs> boost all the, uh, the doctors and whatnot. But anyway, but you're up in New York and you are coming to us from um, the 203K way, which is a topic I'm interested in the 203K loan, something I've never used before. Mm-hmm. But uh, I know you obviously are right. You've got uh, a, a ebook out, um, the FHLE loan. Every new real estate investor needs to know about, which I wish I knew about before I started because I didn't. <laughs> um, but a little personal thing about you: you're in New York. You're in New York City, right? That's the skyline behind you. Yep, yep, it yeah, is. I'm right outside of it, right in Queens. Yeah, but I'm okay. looking at Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful, beautiful view out your window. Uh, I don't use the video on this, but <laughs> I, get yeah. the, I get the benefit <laughs> of it. The listeners will, will not, but you have, you were for some reason in my notes here, it says you're recently married. Is that right? Yeah. Um, somewhat, uh, last two years. Okay. Uh, we okay. actually just, uh, just celebrated our second anniversary, um, on November 11th. So a couple Congrats. Of yeah, man. Congrats. You, uh, so you learning to say yes, ma'am and all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, 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 uh, listen, the first thing I said, you know, we were really traditional with everything. You know, we didn't really move in together uh, officially oh, well, yeah. until we got married. So um, pretty old school. We moved in together. And, you know, I always tell everyone that, you know, they say, how is it living together? I say, ask ask Michelle, ask my wife, <laughs> you know, I, I'm a, she's, can, she's a pleasure. Man. Everything. Yeah. She's a pleasure to be around. I'm, I'm maybe not so much. Um, especially recently, you know, I've been working from home a lot. I leave in the morning and you're here and I (laughs) come home and you're here. Just like, you're always here. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, you might need to find a a break, uh, from that. It it is an adjustment period. And I did actually quite the opposite. I went from working from home for the last 10 years into an office setting, um, just six months ago, which I'm still doing. Uh, which is part of the reason why we do these so early in the morning. So yeah, it doesn't even yeah. look like the sun's up where you're at. It's definitely not up where I'm at. So right, um, hey man, it's good. And you know, I'm a 
early doesn't bother me, but no, it's great. I'm I'm glad that you do it. Right. That's the whole point of this podcast, right? W2 capitalist. We got to We got to grind on the off hours and that's what it's all about. We do. And speaking of W2, so your W2 uh, is electrical engineer slash project manager by trade, right? We're just talking about that just a little yes, bit. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah, so I, I, uh, I basically grew up in the construction business. You know, my dad is a general contractor, um, you know, small, small shop, you know, just him and my mom basically running the thing and him and another yeah. guy. So uh, then I went to college, um, went for electrical engineering, thought I was going to do something cool like defense contracting and build like airplanes and fighter jets and uh, put the control systems in there and stuff and uh, went to our career fairs at my college and everyone that was hiring was a construction company. (laughs) (laughs) I never thought I would do, you know, growing up, it's like, you don't want to do what your dad does. And, and, you know, to a fault, you know, you're in that like age when you're in your teens and you, you know, I, I was working with them every summer. Right. So, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm going to do something cool. <laughs> right. And, uh, lo and behold, um, lo and behold, the thing I went into was construction in New York <laughs> city, uh, which, you know, luckily has a lot of work that's been going on. So, uh, yeah, I went into electrical construction and that's what I've been doing, uh, ever since I, I graduated. Yeah. I, I imagine you made your dad proud right? Following his footsteps, so to speak. And I, I, and I say that tongue in cheek because I think my biggest, I'm sure I've let my father down a lot, but, um, I think you almost spit coffee out, but I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the biggest letdown he's, he's now a retired fireman served for 30 something years. Oh, that's amazing. Cool. And and I think he, um, he always tried to get me to uh, very light-handed pushed me in that direction and i think mm-hmm. the, the biggest letdown is i was like one day i just told him dad i don't have the stomach for it yeah i can't, I can't see what you guys see and do oh, what geez. you guys do yeah and and i just don't so anyway <laughs> hey, but i'm sure hey listen i you know i i you know what you're doing now is incredible in its own way so you know. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, that's, but uh, he's that's, an old school guy, right? I'm I know. I feel him on the, on the investment track and he's like, and, and, you know, um, of course he's one of these guys who never, um, never had a credit card. Uh, I don't think he has a checking account pays for everything in cash. Like when he'll, <laughs> he'll drive around town, yep. pay him in cash. And it sounds so like my dad. Yep. He's, he's sitting on, um, some money that I'm trying to help him use, you know, right. in retirement years. And, and, uh, but I, I want to be respectful of that. But if you want to jump on, you can jump on, but I know his answer. And yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. You throw it out there. You're doing your, doing your duty. That's, a, yeah. that's all you I got. Do. I got a quick no. I need to move on. So, <laughs> uh, but so you live in New York, uh, mm-hmm. Queens area, but where do you invest? Do you invest in New York as well? Yeah. So, uh, there's a there's a suburb of of New York City, um, which is Long Island. Um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar from there. Um, it's a little bubble. Um, <laughs> it's, yeah. It could be its own state. Uh, very competitive. One of the highest. It is taxes. in some ways, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's 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 one of the um, highest taxes and uh, property taxes in the nation. Yes, yeah. top three, something like that. Um, so very competitive market, but that's where I grew up about an hour outside of where I am right now. So I've been investing, you know, in New York since 2015 and, um, looking to continue there. Uh, you know, like, kind of, like I said before, you know, 
Um, I never thought I would get into construction. Um, <laughs> and, you know, wrapping back into it, I'm like, okay, you know, my dad was never a, you know, my dad's blue collar, like yeah. your dad, you know what I mean? Just Absolutely. never, you know, he's a great, great contractor, but you know, business wise, it's tough. You know, he was yep. never, you know, he's good at building. He wasn't always good at like being the, you know, the analytical mind and like doing all the, the paperwork and business. He's a great tradesman, but not so sharp on the business part. of Right. It. Right. And my mom really filled in the blanks there, but you know, that's part of my story and why I got into this was I saw a lot of the struggle growing up um, of, of owning your own business, a contracting business. And then, you know, over time, like getting squeezed by people now that, you know, contracting is such a low barrier of entry. I'm sure you know yeah. that dealing with yeah. contractors and, uh, you know, what you get out there. You have a guy like my dad who's super old school. He just turned 70. Um, we were just actually in Mexico for his 70th birthday. He didn't want to, he didn't want to go like we were saying you want to go to the motherland go back to italy <laughs> and uh he was like yeah maybe but i want to go to riviera maya um at the hard rock and go to an all-inclusive and just drink uh tequila on the beach with a cigar so that's what we did for a week and it was awesome. not a not a bad not a bad birthday yeah. oh way. yeah it was, it was <laughs> at <great>. any age <laughs> exactly exactly so it was cool and that's what he likes uh so but you know and and really what I, what I saw was like, all right, listen, you know, I have this construction background, which for a lot of people is a struggle, right. Um, in this industry. And then, you know, but then I'm bringing to the table, like finding the deals, dealing with the financing, all that stuff. So he can just focus on doing the work and running the work. And, you know, we've been a team, um, actually, you know, in, in this real estate thing. And, uh, it, it's something it's, you know, of course you never know what, what way you're going to go in life, but, um, you know, it was an interesting way and in how we're, you know, keeping, you know, keeping a relationship, keeping close and everything like that and doing business together, which is really cool. Yeah. So before I forget, you have a pretty cool hat on, by the way. Uh, tell me about that. Capital pig with a big old piece of ham on it. I mean, yeah, man. Tell me about so that. That's a, it's, it's a pretty, it's really funny. I, I put it on and I didn't put it on. I, I realized, you know, your show is called you know, your whole community is called W2 Capitalist. And I wear, I wear this hat all the time. Uh, this is a hat from a guy named uh, Steve Larson. Steve okay. Larson is a big marketing guy. Um, he's, uh, he's like big with like promoting your product and like, you know, promoting, you know, helping people build their business when they're experts on a topic. Right. Um, so he, I think, I don't know the whole story behind it, but basically, you know, someone maybe like said something that he's, a, you know, acting like a capitalist pig or something like that. And he's yeah. like, hell yeah, I am. I'm a capitalist pig. That's what yeah. I do. He's like, you know, I, I, I create money, but I also create jobs and I create, I pay other people's bills and stuff like that. So I think it's kind of like a tongue in cheek thing. Yeah. Uh, I love it. My last name, Porcaro, um, actually means pig farmer in Italian. Okay. <laughs> so it was a, it was a combination of two things i have an affinity toward pigs and pork um and uh I like yeah, to eat them. yeah but <laughs> he's got yeah no exactly i love to eat them you know i you know it was it, it you know i always wondered why i really love bacon and there I, you go it's in the name man I think it's, it's 
because it's my genetics, man. I'm meant to eat this stuff. So, uh, yeah, it was a cool combination of stuff. You know, you look them up. I think it's called capitalismswag.com. Okay. Um, and I don't actually really know Steve. It's so it's a shameless plug for him, but, uh, no, no I love the concept and, um, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to get into politics too much, you know, at all on the show, but it was very funny. Recently I was wearing this hat and I walked through a, uh, a, um, a Bernie rally. And, um, I'm sorry. Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was weird. I was getting a lot of weird looks and scowls from people. And I don't think people knew what I was really wearing, but it was just like a funny thing. I, yeah. I had no idea what, I, where I was going. I'm like, uh Oh, you know, oh, this is where I'm at. Right. Right. They're very anti uh, capitalism. But yeah, who, uh, knows anyway. what, who knows what they were protesting about? But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was funny. I just, I, it was just a funny timing thing, but yeah, yeah. man, it's a, uh, it's a good, uh, it's a good gig. The, uh, and the reason I bring that up or part of the reason I, I do think it's a really cool hat. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look up, try to find one, but mm -hmm. the, uh, Rhea here in Pensacola and Matt Robinson, who leads that up, he's going to kill me if he hears this and hear that I call it a Rhea because he doesn't consider it a Rhea, but he it's pig, uh, professional investors guild is what oh, cool. stands for. Uh, and, and, uh, he's got a banner. He always puts up capitalist pig. Right. Oh no so, kidding! Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I go. just thought it was a good good connection, but I like the hat. I, I may I may get one of those hats for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Steve's a Steve's a cool guy. He's got a lot of cool content about like promoting your brand and stuff like that. Very so. very cool. Mm -hmm. So um, let's talk about the two hundred three k. Right. Yeah. It's a loan, and I'm going to let you dive into this because I've never used it, but um, I, I've heard about it. I know uh, friends who have done it. But before we do that, tell me why you are the expert to lead us down this conversation. <laughs> so, um, oh man, why am I the expert? Well, I think it's just a passion, number one. Um, and and I'll, I'll give you a little backdrop on why it's a passion for me. So um, similar to your story, similar to many people's stories, um, growing up, I, I, you know, again, worked in a, you know, work, my family was blue collar. Um, you know, investing stuff like that was like never a, th a yeah. thing that was, that's what a rich man's game, right? Exactly. Right. Yeah. So invest the, the idea of investing, the idea of buying multiple houses. I mean, that was just outlandish. Right. Um, so growing up, you know, the grass was greener for my dad. He's like, you know, you don't want your own business. You want to work for someone. You want to get a good job. Yeah. Um, you know, a good nine to five, have your, have a paycheck every week. That's the dream. Right. So when I think school, our dads hung out, uh, in a former <laughs> life, for sure. you know, a lot of them did. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of them kind of come from that background. Listen, it's different what, times though. You know, it's not, it's, it's not, they were giving us bad advice. I, I've, I've actually, uh, had this discussion with somebody else about, you know, when our kids and when you guys start having kids, you'll start thinking this way too. But if I start teaching them how to invest now, let's talk about what happens in 30 years down the road. Is it still going to be a good vehicle for them? To right. Or, right. Is it, or am I going to be the old man who, and I'm using air quotes that he's never going to listen to this. Didn't know what right. podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually he does though. I told him he, he was asking what is a podcast? I was like, uh, you know how you had listened to your talk shows on AM radio? This is a talk show, but it's on a different delivery media. Right. And he got it. I was like, okay. okay. Yeah. It's so, a great way. But to he'll, he'll it. never, <laughs> he'll never listen to it. He doesn't, I mean, you know, he doesn't even have a cell phone back to the things that, uh, <laughs> um, that's not true. He has a flip phone. Oh, cool. Fancy. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and this is what happens. I go off in these tangents and I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, no, I, I think again, like, you know, the, the, the idea is just really that, you know, our, our fathers and, and, and that generation just, it was different. They saw investing. Yeah. They saw investing and all that kind of stuff, you know, owning your own business, you know, owning your own business for my dad was, it was a, was a challenge. It's something you, I, you didn't want to do. Right. Cause he saw the bad side of it. Right. A lot of them businesses failed. Now, lo and behold, he's been doing it for 30 some odd years, knock on wood still has the business to this day. So he's surviving. Many businesses don't, um, he's surviving and, and he's, but we've seen a lot of up and downs. And so I, you know, I wanted to avoid that volatility. Um, mm. that was something growing up that left it a lasting impression on me. Right. It's, it's funny because, you know, we had lots of good times and, 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 but lots of bad times too. And of course, when you're an impressionable young kid, you remember the bad times and you wonder like, you know, Hey, why are we like, you know, starving this month and can't pay the bills and everything like that. And then like this kid's dad down the block is fine because he yeah. works for someone. Right. So, so that was always instilled in me. So, you know, I, fast forward, I, I go to college, you know, I, when I'm looking for, for things to go to school, I was very money or money driven. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and almost to a fault. Right. And I, you know, went to my guidance counselor. I'm like, what's, you know, where can I make the most money? Right. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, my guidance counselor is like, Hey, you're really good at physics. You're really good at science. Try engineering. They get paid the most out of college more than anyone else. Right. After four years. Right. I hate it. I wasn't really a school guy. Right. I didn't want to be in school long term. I'm like, how can I get in there for four years and get out and get paid the most? So engineering was it. <laughs> so that's what I did. And uh, it was tough, man. It was tough as hell. Uh, electrical engineering degree is no joke. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing, um, but I got through. I'm kind of that person, and I'll tell you a little bit more about. You'll you'll see that with my 203k story. But I'm kind of a person who just whatever I got to do, I'll I'll do it right. Yeah. And I just get through, even if it's by the skin of my teeth, I make it happen. So while I'm there, I I started interning, and I'm working, and and this is like really my first experience of like working corporate America, right? Working for the man, and I think it was like the first the first first year of my internship i'm like this isn't how you get rich like i just was kind of putting it together i'm like there's no way this isn't like this isn't how you get yeah i'll make money but this isn't how you get rich and um i was walking down the street one day and i heard rich dad poor dad was a great book and there was a guy selling books on the street wow. and he and the, the rich dad poor dad book was there and i bought it read it right so freaking cliche at this point everyone it's it's but that book does a lot of good stuff for a lot of people. Book and I read it a lot of lives. Mine it included, does. So. It does. And, um, read it and I was like, Oh, okay. But at the end of it, I was like, yeah, but I can't buy multiple things of real estate. Let me like start my own business. So that started me down this whole career of like trying to my own, like my own side gigs, right. My own side hustles, uh, tried everything, you know, from trading stocks to, uh, creating my, like selling affiliate offers and, creating, uh, doing email campaigns, all kinds of 
internet ways to make money, right? Yeah. And but and then real estate just always seemed so far like in the ethos. Like I feel like no you're way. telling my story, by the yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? A lot. One of the cool things about getting on these podcasts and stuff, and 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 talking with a lot of people now that I've been involved in like the, the community a lot more with this two hundred three k thing is like everyone comes from kind of the same background. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's fine, and and that's and that's awesome, and it's cool to know that I'm not the only one. You know what I mean? It was like you know because I. I like to say all the time, like this entrepreneurship thing and, and real estate thing, it's a lonely game, man. No one understands. Like you said before, your dad doesn't understand it. You know what I mean? Like my dad still kind of doesn't understand it. Right. Yeah. So my wife doesn't understand it. You know, it, it's, it's hard to do this stuff. And you know, this is why things like this podcast and the community that you have on Facebook are huge because you need to be around people like that because they're the ones that are going to push you through it. But, um, so where was I? So basically I, I didn't really think too much about real estate, but tried a bunch of things, tried to make money. Um, then listened to a podcast and was taught. And there was some guy talking about how, uh, you can buy real estate with no credit and, and no money. And, and I was like, Hmm, that's crazy. How that, I, I thought it was for, like you said, like old rich dudes, right? Yeah. That, you know, old, you know, uh, trust fund guys that have a ton of money that are the only people in the world that can buy multiple houses. Me, I'm like, I can't buy one house. Screw it. Like, especially in my market, man, the average house price is like 500 K. So I'm like, there's no way I'm buying a house, you know, anytime soon. This is me when I was somewhat 23 years old. So I, I look into it and that's when I discovered wholesaling as we know it. Right. <clears throat> and so that for me was like, Oh man, it was like a huge, like eye opener. I was like, Oh, okay. Like for most people. And, uh, I went all in on it and, uh, started like buying courses and buying books. And I kind of went down that rabbit hole and, uh, tried everything, man. Did the signs, did the direct mail, did, Oh man, everything you could think of that involves wholesaling, uh, made websites, tried to drive traffic, spent a lot of time, a lot of money. Um, unfortunately for whatever reason, um, I didn't get anything, didn't yeah. got some cold leads, some warm leads, but nothing ever transpired. I don't know if it's because my market was so competitive. I don't know if it's because, you know, some of the rules and regulations here in New York with wholesaling, um, it seemed like everyone that was wholesaling had a realtor's license. So I just couldn't crack it, man. And, uh, it sucked because I really saw that I was really sold on this real estate thing. And I felt like I just had put so much time and effort into it. And, uh, you know, signed up for a bunch of mentorship programs. You know, one I paid a whole lot of money for, which was a wholesaling one. It was trash. Um, that one was, that one really hurt me. And, uh, which you know, one was that? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to blast the guy on the show. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> if you want me to, I mean, I you don't tell care. me afterwards if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious. Um, no, nah, it was, it was crap. Um, yeah. so, uh, you know, that was a big one. And then there was one, there was my local Rhea and there was another one. And, you know, me and my dad, I was like, all right, let's do this one together, dad. Like, you know, she kind of sold us on the, the, she's the president of the lo my, our local Rhea. She kind of sold us on like, okay, well maybe I felt like all the challenges were like within my market. Like our market's just really tough still is. And maybe like she'll shed some light on it. You know, she sold us on the fact like, listen, you have one of the biggest, you know, parts in the puzzle, which is you guys understand construction. So we did and we jumped in it and, you know, we went to the first couple courses, me mostly, you know, my dad was like kind of a silent partner in it. And we're learning the same crap that I've learned from every book and like 
you know, finding deals, you know, find yeah. ARV, my times it by 70% minus the rehab, like just like a lot of cliche stuff. And I'm like, man, what the hell? So this is a long story and I'm going to call you know, bring it all together right here. But basically, um, I pulled, uh, her name is Melissa and she's still the president of, uh, Rhea. And she, I brought her to the side one day and I was able to get her to the side for a little bit. I'm like, Melissa, you're extremely successful. She's, she's an all-star. I mean, she runs multiple businesses, has a couple hundred units, maybe even thousand at this point has like seven kids. I think <laughs> president of the Rhea, she's like a superwoman, right? Yeah. And, um, seven I'm kids. Like, so let's end there and say she's a superwoman. Yeah, That's absolutely. Doing all that. Plus being a, <laughs> you know, being a, you know, a monster investor. Right. So I'm like, what would you, I'm like, you know, I'm at the time, whatever, 24 years old, I got some money in the bank, couple grand, you know, I'm, what would you do if you were me? Right. I I have tried wholesaling. I've tried, she's like, well, listen, I've never done it, but there's a thing out there called a 203k loan. It's a renovation loan. And what you could do is you're, you can buy distressed property for only 3.5% down. You have to live in it, but you only got to live in it really for a year. And then, so we basically do a live in flip and move out and repeat the process. And I said, huh, okay. (laughs) I've been trying to crack real estate for three years. No one's mentioned this before. She's like, yeah, it's, there's some red tape and there's some things with it, but I know this is, this is what people are doing right now. And with what money you have in the position you're in, this is your best bet. So Basically, I went home, researched the crap out of this. Lo and behold, there's really no info on it. Um, mm-hmm. The 203K is, like I said, you know, kind of the best kept secret in real estate. Um, and the reason being is there is red tape and there is work that goes into it. And what I found out the hard way is, you know, there are people out there that that are pros at this and you have to find them. The issue is, they're, they're hard to find. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to fall into the trap that I did. So fast forward some time, uh, work got very busy. I, I had another side business that actually was going really well and I was saving, right? I was just taking it away. I was getting ready to get engaged, saving for a ring, um, all that stuff. And, uh, I was going to my nine to five job, you know, every day and I was driving home. It was just a random thing popped into my head. My head's always moving. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sipping my Starbucks on my drive back to work. And I'm like, you know, I got some money in my account. Right. I think I was like, finally, for the first time in my life, hit like five figures in my bank account. Right. Nice. had about 10 grand. And I was like, what can I do with this? Like, what, like I should be invested. Like this shouldn't be sitting in the bank account. And, um, I, I got, I got back to my, I got back to my office and I'm like, you know, I got let me find out about this 203k thing. So I called the only mortgage broker that I knew who was a family friend, um, fast talking guy, typical New York, fast talking <laughs> salesman broker guy. Right. So, uh, I call him up and I'm like, do you guys do that 203k thing? It's like, yeah, man, we do that. Um, it's, it's definitely the best thing. Like, oh, that'd be perfect for you, bro. Like, let's jump on it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And, um, I'm like, okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. And he's like, send me this, send me this, send me this. So like, he's a family friend, known him a long time as my cousin's best friend growing up. So he's always been around and like, I trusted him. Right. I think anyone else. And I think this was a pivotal moment because anyone else, any other mortgage broker that was asking me for all this information, I probably just wouldn't have given it to him. I would have been freaked out. 
Um, but I'm, and I'm happy he did push me and he, he took everything down. And then, uh, he's like, Oh, I need your social. I was like, why? He's like, well, I'm just going to do a credit pull. And I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, no, don't worry. Don't worry. And so he did it. He's like, all right, I'm going to get you pre-approved for this, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right. So this is where I search for properties. And he sent me a bunch of links. He's like, go look at some properties. And within an hour, he's sending me properties, right? Nice. I had been looking for properties for a while, right? But what I like to tell people all the time, my following is like, unless you're making offers, you're not looking. Yeah. You're not looking for properties. People yeah. love to tell me all the time, I can't find deals in my market. Okay. How many offers did you place this week? Well, none. Okay. So you're not looking, you're yeah. browsing, you're, you're, you're flicking you're through surfing. Zillow yeah. and, 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 <laughs> and you're looking at, you're looking at asking price and you're taking that as, as truth, which is baloney, but I won't get too right. far. Into that. But anyway, so he's like, listen, you got to start like looking at these properties, making some offers on them. So one of the cool things I learned about the 203K is that you're able to bid on properties that are distressed. Um, so let me dial it back really quick because I don't think I got into this right much and explain the 203K, right? The 203K yep. loan is an FHA loan, right? So it allows you to put down a minimum of 3.5% of your purchase price plus the rehab cost. Now that's what you can do with the 203K loan. The 203K loan, you're able to... Uh, estimate and forecast what the renovation is going to be to get your property up to snuff of where you want it to be. Um, and you're able to wrap that into your mortgage. So, uh, so I'll give you an example, obviously with my deal. So what ended up happening was I was looking for different properties and, um, the, the, the best way to leverage the 203k loan, if you're looking to live in the property, which you have to, um, and, and kind of make some cash flow and house hack it, right. Is you want to look for small multifamilies. So what I did now, there wasn't many in my market there. One came online very quickly after I got started. And there's a cool thing about the 203k loan that are or about some of these, uh, Fannie Mae foreclosures that they have out there is that they give, um, first time home buyers and owner occupants, uh, a first look period. So when a federal foreclosure goes up on the market, there's like a 10 to 20 day grace period where only owner occupant people, only like first time home buyers, people using FHA loans, renovation loans are able to bid on the property and the banks have to entertain any reasonable offer. So it's a way for the that. government. Yeah, it's, it's a cool program and it's a way to kind of, instead of just have these investors over and over again. It's kind of the, the whole, the whole point of this FHA 203k loan was the FHA's, um, the FHA's, uh, response to trying to get some of these like distressed foreclosures off the market. Right. Right. You know, in my market, buying a house move in ready is tough as a millennial. It just mm. is. There's 500 yeah. K is the average price in the market. Right. So you don't make that now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's brutal. Right. I don't care who you are saving up a hundred K for a down payment. It's brutal. Right. Yes. And, um, so, you know, this is an ability. This is this was a cool thing for me because I'm like, wow, now I could buy something that's distressed. Maybe it'll bid on foreclosures, which typically foreclosures are only cash only, but they will entertain renovation loans because the point of the renovation loan is it's not like a bank loan where they're going to do an inspection and they're going to look and say, hey, this isn't inhabitable. What they're going to do is they're going to do an inspection with someone who's called a 203k consultant and they're going to walk through and they'll say, this is what it's going to cost to get it up to snuff and make it habitable. And then you wrap that into the loan. So 
fast forward a little bit, I found a duplex. I found a two family, um, pretty close to where I wanted to be, uh, very close, uh, between my work and, and my home, uh, that where I was living. And, um, took a, I went over there and he's like, yeah, this looks great. This would be a cash cow for you. It was cheap. Right. I, I really couldn't afford anything, anything too crazy because, uh, you know, I was, I was, you know, at the time, just a single, single income. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was looking at the bottom of the barrel, man, and this one was it walked into the house. <laughs> I was able to get in there very quick. It got on the market. I was, uh, and, uh, it was a piece of junk, man. Um, there was, it was, I, I found out it was a previous drug home, uh, mm. like crack house kind of thing. They were selling drugs out of the front window. Everybody needs one of those in their portfolio at some they point. They sure in time. do, man. It's a good learning experience. <laughs> Mine was um, a meth house. It wasn't crack, but uh, you know, oh, it was meth. meth house. That's scary because there's like a whole remediation process and stuff that you need to do. Was, probably right. Oh, we tore it down and and oh, okay. Well, there you go. So yeah. this yeah. one wasn't quite that, um, but you know, there was you know there was a guy squatting in there, and uh, he was using yep. the bathroom even though the plumbing wasn't working. Sure. So yep. you walked in there and just greeted by beautiful smells. And um, I'm in there. I'm like, hell no. And then I have this mortgage broker who's like, you got to do it. You got to do it. My dad's like, ah, it's not that bad of work, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, I'm looking at this thing. I'm like, I'm going to like spend all I have on this, on this thing. On this dump but, is what yeah. you're thinking. Yeah. So what I did though, is I, I, so the way that one of the, one of the first ways that you really leverage this 203k loan is look at it through the eyes of an investor, right? So the crazy thing about a 203k loan is if you're just doing it, it's, it's still a great vehicle. If you're just a first time home buyer looking to buy a fixer upper, right? It's a great way to use it. The FHA loan actually lets you finance. This is one of the only ones that's crazy. They let you finance uh, renovation plus purchase price 110%. Yeah. ARV. <laughs> it's a little scary. Awesome. It's so uh, it, it can be scary. You're right. But they, yeah. but so, so, so you can like make it your own, right? Like make yeah. it how exactly you want it. If you're not looking to make it an, an investment, you're just looking to get in there and, you know, make it your own, your house, which is perfectly fine. But what I did was I'm like, okay, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for two things. When I'm done with the rehab, am I going to have enough to refinance out? Am I going to have some equity on there that I could take out later? And the second thing is I want to make sure that it cash flows. If and when I move out, number one, where will I be with, the, with, with me living in there for that year? Okay. And then number two, when I move out, how much is it going to cash flow? So I did the math on it and, and this is the math. So I, I picked up the property for 270. All right. We got, um, we brought the, we brought a couple contractors in. My dad's a contractor, but he wasn't able to be the contractor on the loan because conflict of interest. He's my dad. And okay. we were living in the, under the same roof at the time as the business. Gotcha. So it was just the whole thing. Um, which we found out during the loan process, but, um, you know, now do you, can you, when you have a two or three K loan, sorry to interrupt you. No, but when you have a two or three K loan, can you choose, and this may vary from, I don't, it wouldn't vary from state to state cause it's a federal program. Right. So, um, the, do you, are you allowed to use your own general contractors or do you have to pick from a select list? The bank says, okay, these are two Oh three approved contract. So one of the, one of the biggest misinformations out there about this loan is that there's such thing as a 203k contractor. Okay. Okay. It's not a thing. There's right. people you have to get the, the bank. So there's FHA guidelines, FHA 203 guidelines that are federal, right? They're blanket. 
the lender is able to add a rider on it and they're able to put in their own qualifications. So I can't speak for every lender. My lender required them to show um, their obviously full licenses, how long they've been in business, um, you know, kind of fill out like a little statement, make sure all their licenses are up to date, everything, licenses, insurance. That should be what everyone goes for, number one. Second thing is they check like what your financial backing is. Are you, you know, they they check your credit line, stuff like that. Do you have a credit line to get started with material and stuff? All very important things. One yeah. of the things, you know, I obviously have a lot of people in my community now that are interested in this loan and they come up to me and they're like, contractors say that 203K is a pain in the butt and, you know, they don't give you money up front and, you know, I, I, they can't get started without a deposit. I'm like, if your guy can't ramp up five grand, he's not the contractor you want to use. Exactly. He's a fly by night guy. He's taking your deposit. You think any contractor that's taking your deposit and needs that to start up is actually using it. He's using it to pay. He's his, using it. He's using to it pay to off pay his, his other bills. job. Yeah, man. And listen, I'm not even going to front. I know my dad did it at times yeah. because yeah, times are t- like, listen, I get it. But the reality of it is for this type of project, I mean, that's not who you're looking for. So yeah, um, there's a couple tips that I learned on how to, on how to get the best two or three K contractors, which I'll kind of wrap everything up with. But um, yeah, there's no two or three K approved contract. Uh, okay. They have to be approved, but there's no like set list. Um, so the, so I think just getting back to the numbers on the property. So I, I picked it up for 270. Um, we estimated it was going to be about 80,000. So I put 80,000 additional onto the loan. So it was all in for 350. 350 was my loan amount, purchase price plus rehab. Um, I did some ARV, I did some ARV research and I looked at, uh, what was going around and I figured I could get probably 480 when I was done doing the rehab on this. Nice. Um, it was a full gut rehab. You know, we had to rip everything down to the studs. It was a big, big rehab. Um, that's kind of where the construction um, part came in with me. It was nice. It wasn't as intimidating. Most people would have never picked up this property. It might still be on the market. It was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we knew what we needed to do. There was some structural work involved, stuff like that. But um, yeah, lo and behold, uh, you know, I got into it. Um, there was a lot of issues on the way. Uh, the biggest thing that I want people to know if they're interested in this 203k loan is that your lender will make or break this entire process. Here's the thing about mortgage brokers. They all want your business. You got to pay their bills kind of similar to the contractor, right? Right. Without you signing your loan, they don't put food on their table, right? So they are going to say they can do 203k loans because they want your business, the reality of it is, is if you don't know this thing backwards and forwards, you, it, it will crash and burn because there yeah. is a lot of paperwork. It doesn't necessarily need to fall on the borrower. It didn't have to fall on me, but in my situation, it did. So I'm happy that I used, uh, his name's EJ. I'm happy I used him for this loan because he was a family friend. And he, because of that, he got it through. He yeah. literally, at the end of this, we were four months into, it took four months to close. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't averages on this loan were people that do it is 45 to 60 days, like anywhere else. Yeah. But he had to go, he actually got fired from the, the company that he got, he was writing the loan through. 
He wow. had to go and plead with them to get this through because the, the seller was about to back out. The bank was about to, about, about to back out. He went there, begged and pleaded with them to close this loan. He's like, I don't want my cousins to come beat me up because I, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I made Matt lose his money. So, yeah. um, so yeah, so when all was said and done, um, after concession, so I, I had the seller pay for closing costs. Um, they actually covered a little bit and then some, um, after all the financing was done, it's not, people ask me all the time, Oh, you didn't put 3.5% down with 9,500 bucks. I, it was 9,500 bucks, which is what I put down with concessions and everything. You kind of, I, I kind of put down less than 3.5%, which was pretty cool. Um, and, uh, so 9,500 down, um, we put, we put 80,000 into it. Um, it, it, after eight months, it went a little longer than it should have after eight months, um, it was, I got it reappraised immediately for 480,000, um, which is awesome. So I made 130 K in equity, uh, in one shot. And then very shortly after, uh, we got engaged, um, me and my wife. So, uh, we moved in together, start planning for the wedding and, um, moved back home and, and we, uh, I I rented both units out and, um, I knew that I knew that both units would rent for about 2,400 a month. Now they're both at 2,500 a month. So I have 5,000 a month, uh, income. And then the expenses are 3000. So I'm cash flowing 2000 a month on that property right now. Um, so on 9,500 bucks, I turn that into a hundred. It's actually just reappraised for 510. Um, so, you know, 160,000 in equity and 2000 a month with, with, uh, rental income and the right. And where this really, where I want to wrap everything up with this is this whole thing catapulted my real estate career sure without this property i had no way of breaking into it right all the doors opened after this and the reason being is because i was i was instead of the guy that was going to the ria meetings and stuff that was like i didn't have a deal i was in this deal club right there's a big gap between people that have never done a deal and then the people that have done deals and i was the guy with the deal now so now all of a sudden, hard money lenders are coming my way, right? Yeah. They're offering me their deals. And there's so many of them now. Um, you know, realtors are like, oh, you did a deal. Okay, well, this is what I have in my pipeline. Um, it opens all the doors. You, getting that first one is so important. And the other thing that it did for me was I have equity in that, that I now yeah. use to buy more property. Without that, I had nothing, right? Now I tap into 70000 any chance I need to buy new property. And I rolled into my second property very quickly after that. So I struggled for so many years. And the reason that I know, again, long winded answer, but the reason why I'm an expert in this is because I took it upon myself when I was done with this whole rehab, right? I'm looking around, I'm smelling the new paint on the walls. And I'm like, man, I don't know why more people don't know about this. It drives <laughs> yeah. me nuts. Like this is, this is how you should, this is how people should start. Like, this is the way, like I tried everything and nothing worked. And, um, this was finally the one that, that, that came to fruition. And I was like, I gotta let more people know about this. And so over time I started, you know, answering, you know, mem- I'm, you know, a member on bigger pockets and, you know, friends of mine were like, how the hell did you buy a house? Like <laughs> how you have a rental property? You know, I was 26 with a, with, I was a landlord, you know, at 26, right. which is, you know, rare, I, I guess to toot my own horn, you know? And, and, 
Um, no, I was not a landlord were, when I was 26. Yeah, I was there trying you go. to figure out what I wanted it to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I was, you know, people are asking me all the time, "How'd you do it? How'd you do it? How'd you do it?" So I saw there was a need, and uh, that's how I started the 203K way. And what's been awesome about this is because I started this, I've connected with so many 203K professionals yeah. and I've connected with the lenders that do these day in, day out. I've connected with 203K consultants that told me, oh, Matt, why the hell didn't you just call your 203K consultant in the beginning? Because they would tell you who's going to know the best lenders in your county yeah. than the 203K consultant in the county. <laughs> who's going to know the best 203K qualified contractors? other than the 203k consultant, right? Makes sense. So a lot of stuff that I'm now giving the information to, you know, my followers and, and, and my community is like, okay, here's everything I did. Here's what I did wrong. Yeah. Here's what not to do. Here's how to do it the right way. And I, and I tell people start to finish really how to do this whole thing. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, it's, it's, it's definitely the FHA and real estate's best kept secret. Um, you know, it's not for everyone. You know, people come to me all the time. They're like, how do I do a 203k if I have no income or no job? I said, mm. you don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm Quick not, answer. I'm, right. I'm not, I'm not your Messiah, man. I can't, I listen, this isn't one of those strategies. No money, no credit. You need decent credit. If you need crazy good credit, it's an FHA loan. No, you need a minimum of 600. Yeah. That's not much. You need two years of stable income, Right you need a debt to income ratio, like 50%, whatever it is, 60% between you and a partner or whatever else that is, you know, very minimum level of qualifications, but you know, you need to be like a, you know, a, a member of society, a taxpayer. Yeah. And uh, you know, these are things that, that you have, but listen, anyone could save up a 3.5% down payment. i like to say that all the time. And if you can't real estate's not for you, it's just not, if you can't get, disciplined on saving 3.5% in whatever market you're in, that's an on average saving 20% of your income for a couple months, right? 20, you know, six months to a year. One of the biggest, one of the best quotes I've seen out there, and I'm going to butcher this is that, you know, if you have, you know, if you can't manage a thousand dollars, what makes you think yeah. you can manage a hundred thousand? <clears throat> I'm right? with you. So, um, yeah. And that's, uh, that's my story. I'm sure. And that's the two or three K way, man. No, that what you said. <laughs> I'm sorry if I rambled answer, too much, but, everyone, but uh, no, it's, a great I, it's, story. it's very in depth, but I appreciate uh, everyone listening. <laughs> great story. Yeah. So house hacking with a two or three K loan is, is something definitely to look into uh, unless, you know, you're married and got a couple of kids and your wife says no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, she, she is the voice of reason. So I do, I do listen to her. I right. will say this though. And, and you brought up a good point with the banks. Um, you know, the question isn't if you're, you know, when people start going to interview banks, the question isn't, do you offer a 203k loan? It's tell me about your 203k experience. Right? Bingo. Because Bingo. I actually, the house we're in now, I attempted to get a 203k loan for it. And right out the gate, the, the, uh, loan originator said, well, <laughs> I was like, enough said, let's move on to the next topic. I'm not, you know, I, went with them. They did fine. Uh, but we did not do the two or three K piece. And then the other thing you mentioned that you've got to live in the property for at least a year. Mm -hmm. I think the, you're the guy who, who can correct me, right. Mm -hmm. Is you have to have the intention to live in it for a year. <laughs> I think the intent, there's some gray area there. I've heard of, heard of people buying like fourplexes 
go through the remodeling process and it took them a year to get the fourth unit, which they were going to live in livable. So yep. they had the intent to live in it, but in the meantime, it took them a year to get it up to go. And so they mm-hmm. qualified that, um, that, uh, checkbox, right. Yep. It says we have the yep. intent to live here. The rehab just took longer. Now they went without a year of having it produce any kind of income. Yep. Right. So that was, yep. that was the horrible thing, but, yep. um, they were able to, to not have to, well, let me back up. They were able to fulfill that obligation Correct. without mm-hmm. having to actually move in and move out. So, right. So, um, listen, there's some gray area. People yeah. do it. I'm not saying, I'm not suggesting you yeah, do that. I'm not, I'm su- just, I'm not suggesting again. anyone go out there and do it. Um, red flags follow, will come up. You yeah, got, you follow know, the you rules, follow yeah. the rules. Uh, you know, people ask me all the time, do I have to live in the property? Yes. Yeah. If, if you, if you willingly go in having absolutely no intention on living in that property, at least for the year, that's, that's mortgage fraud. <laughs> quite, <laughs> quite honestly, right. Yeah. Here's, you know, at the yeah. end of the day, you know, this isn't something to repeat. You know, you, you can, but what I kind of said before is it opens so many doors, right? I didn't have to repeat it. I don't want to do a 203k every time. It's a lot of work. I would rather go to a hard money lender, get them to cover 90% of the acquisition costs, right? You know, use your equity from your, your right. And it's fast. I'm closing in 10 days. You know what I mean? And as opposed to four months, I don't want to have to get my contractor, you know, all the paperwork done and everything like that. So, you know, people ask questions like that all the time and uh, yeah, it's, it's plenty doable. Um, You know, within that year, listen, it's, I, I, I boil it back down to sacrifice, right? This is not your property. You're going to live in forever. This is a financial decision. How, how serious for me, I was very serious about getting started in this game. I was going to do whatever I had to do. I don't look at, and I'm, I'm tainted by it now. And me and my wife like talk about it. It's like, I don't look at property as like a home anymore. I look at yeah. everything strictly as investing. And you know, it's funny because you know, we're looking to move out of this apartment, you know, sooner than later. You start and having kinda, kids, man, that'll change. She'll keep right. you grounded on that. Right. And it's <laughs> not, like, you know, not you every to, property is an investment. My wife right. has done a really good job of keeping me straight on that. And, and yeah. this house is an example of that. Uh, right. And, and, and I, I know it's there, but right now I'm in like full investor mode. And, yeah. and it's like one of those things that I was, I was full on. And, yeah. and, you know, that's really what I'm promoting is listen, using the 203k to the maximum advantage of what gives you right you could buy up to a four unit right you could buy up to a four unit so that means you could either house hack live for free you know i have a guy that follows me and he's he's someone i mentor and he uh, bought a triplex right so he's actually living for free plus getting cash flow like a couple hundred bucks yeah a little bit on top right so um and he's got the equity in it so it's like you know i try to tell people like i made like five thousand percent roi in the last two years and no one really believes me yeah you know (laughs) um you know i i do face i do like some instagram promos and stuff and and like you know people just comment you know bs you know the actual word and like you know and it's funny because i i agree if if people told me that i wouldn't believe it either but um, it's one of those things where if you maximize it to to its fullest fullest potential, it really could kick off and catapult your career like it did for me. Yeah. So Matt, I've got to wrap up here. Uh, I've actually got to go get showered and shaved. Well, I'm not shaving. 
as you can tell. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, don't shave that. That's no, nice and manicured. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I did trim it up a little bit uh, last week. It was driving me nuts. But anyway, <laughs> I got to go get ready to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so take us out of here. Let, it, let people know how they can get in touch with you and find out more about the 203K way. Cool. So uh, I'm most active on Instagram. Um, it's my Instagram handle is the 203K way. Um, that's the first thing. I also have uh, a website where I promote my book and uh, a lender finder tool. So basically what I wanted to do was, you know, kind of like you said before, not get those lenders that are like, oh, well, you know, I don't do them. You want to find the best lenders. I have a tool that's like a one click tool. It grabs all the data online of basically everything's public information with the 203k. So what you're able to do is click one button, pick your pick your market and it tells you who did the most 203k's this year in your market so that you can go ahead and just call them and know that they're experienced with it. Um and you can get that over at 203ksecrets.com. Perfect. I'll make links to all that in the show notes. Awesome. Man, I have enjoyed it. I've learned a lot this morning. So, um, actually I'm sitting here trying to figure out how I can convince my wife that we need to move into a fourplex. Oh yeah, man. It's doable. It's, uh, you know, at least for, (laughs) it's, uh, it's gotta be a big fourplex with three kids. It is. It is. Yeah. We're, we're, uh, we're almost busting at the seams now, um, what we've got going on. So, but anyway, another conversation for another time. She'll probably bust in my office here. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I heard you're saying, I heard you you said move. (laughs) We're not moving anytime soon. Anyway, Matt, I appreciate it, buddy. I will catch up with you sometime soon. I've enjoyed it. Hopefully we can do it again. Cool. Jay, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. All right, buddy. See you.